If you are ready to change the way people experience the transition to parenthood, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we interview postpartum professionals, academics and researchers, as well as parents with unique perspectives on postpartum. Whether you've been working with new families for decades or are brand new to postpartum care, we'd love you to join us. I'm your host, Julia Jones. Hello and welcome to Newborn Mothers Podcast. Today I have uh, one of my favourite people on uh, Deborah Pascali Bonaro, who I'm sure many of you know and love. She is the creator of Orgasmic Birth and author of many books and online courses and all sorts of amazing things. And today she is turning her skills to motherhood and sexuality. And I knew that this is a topic that we talk about a lot in, um, in the postpartum work that I do. And, um, and I really feel that sexuality is so much more than just sex. And I know you do too, Deborah, but it's really um, an important aspect of women's creativity and self-expression and our voice and our power and our self-love and our self-respect. You know, it, it is like representative of so many things. So I'm really excited that you've written this book um, and I'd love to know more about it. How are you, Deborah? Oh, I'm great. Thank you so much, Julia. You're one of my favorite people and sheroes who I love to follow. So it's truly an honor and pleasure to be here with you and talking about one of my favorite subjects, the sexuality of us as mothers, especially in the transition that birth asks of us and how so many aspects of ourselves change. And I love how you said that this is such an opportunity to claim our power, to really tap into our creative energy and really expand our vision, our relationship and who we are. So all those elements are woven into the book in all different ways because it's such a journey as you know um, birth asks many different things of us and often it takes time to process and get to know this new person and take hold of the challenges and take hold of the joys that we've birthed forward in ourselves as we birthed our babe yes I love it so the book's called the ultimate guide to sex after baby I'm interested in, I guess I'm interested in one thing that I'm thinking will be coming up for a lot of my listeners, and that is in a lot of traditional cultures, there are a lot of taboos about having sex after um, having a baby. And I know also a lot of couples don't actually feel like having sex sometimes for one or two years after having a baby. Um, So I guess, can you talk about that as well, not having sex as well as having sex and how that all... um, all ties in with sexuality in a, in a bigger way. Yeah, and I think it's so important to talk about it because there, as you say, whether it's taboos, whether it's culture, religion, we have many different beliefs that we've taken in about sexuality after having a baby. And I think it's really time to explore them because whatever someone decides or whatever their beliefs and values is normal. Um, The subheader in our book is let's talk about what no one's talking about because I think what happens for many people is if they're not turned on or if their belief is to wait longer, they're worried, are they normal? And I would say this, 
that wherever you're comfortable, wherever you feel safe with it is normal, but what's not normal is not to have some connection, love and intimacy, both with yourself and your partner. And I've collected so many stories from the people that have faced challenges and have chosen for whatever reason to wait longer. And those that have felt turned on and more in love and wanted more connection early on. And what I see in the people that wait too long without any other avenue of intimacy or connection is that their relationship both to themselves and their body or their relationship with their partner can feel that it has gaps. So it's important to look at why there is that delay and what other ways can we fill the gap with love, with connection, with other areas of intimacy? Yeah, I, I really love that distinction because we have a very one-dimensional view of sex in our culture, don't we? And um, I think broadening that to include all kinds of intimacy and sensuality is really um, important. So I guess if there's someone listening and they're feeling like that, like maybe they're quite a new mom and maybe for whatever reason they're not actually feeling ready to have sex, what are some of the other things that they can um, do to retain that closeness with their partner? Yeah. and such an important question because I think like one of the number one things is communication. I always think communication is the number one path to sexuality too, right? So much of sex happens in our head between our ears. And so making sure we're setting aside time to communicate and connect and really see and hear our partner and for them to see and hear us. And a book that I love to guide people to, and um, I bet you it's one on your reading list too, is the five love languages. Mm. Um, to make sure that we're communicating in the love language of our partner to, so that they feel our love and that we are receiving love from our partners as well. But once we go beyond communication, I think there's so many other elements of touch, of eye contact, of finding just moments of cuddling, just like skin to skin with our baby is so important for our own bonding and connection and oxytocin. I have some great stories of people saying that they just set aside that time of skin to skin with their partner or one person wrote me that I love that even when they were breastfeeding their babe in bed at night um, and they felt like, well, the babe was between them. So they were missing the contact with their partner. They made sure their feet were touching. So people <laughs> have so many sweet ways of maintaining connection, even when there's some gaps in their sexuality. Yeah, I love that. Now, on the other hand, Deborah, another thing that people often confide in me, because people don't talk about this stuff openly, they don't know what's normal, but I also know that a lot of new mothers actually feel incredibly sexual. They feel perhaps more orgasmic than ever. Um, they want to have a lot of more sex than they used to, um, <laughs> you know, and they're surprised by that because they're told in our culture that, you know, there's a particular proper way that a woman's meant to be, <laughs> you know, so is that something that you've come across a lot too? 
a lot. And I have to say, you know, as much as you and I hear those stories all the time, when they were coming in for the book, I have to say some of the stories made me giggle and almost be embarrassed <laughs> as I read them, thinking, wow, and what brave women to share them to go public in a book. But yes, and it's so beautiful because most of the women that shared that really discovered parts of themselves in birth that they knew were there, but maybe didn't know as deeply. And when they opened in birth, um, some of them even vividly, I love the words that like, they opened so much in birth in front of their partner that before where they might've been shy sexually or just holding back a little bit, they kind of felt like my partner's seen it all now. And they've seen this kind of wild part of myself. I'm going to really let that go. And by freeing themselves from their inhibitions, since they had done that in childbirth, they really were able to experience different types of orgasms, um, deeper orgasms, and just a really deep connection with their partner in lovemaking and sometimes even on their own in masturbation. So I do think it's so important we give voice to that. And I thank the people that are telling us their stories so that we can help others see what's possible. I love that you've got all the personal stories um, in the book. Were you surprised by any of them? And, you know, were there ones that you... Like, did you learn stuff, I guess, when people are writing their own story? Was it new to you or was it kind of what you were expecting? Are you listening to this awesome interview with a postpartum professional and thinking that this might be your calling in life too? Do you believe postpartum care could be a respected, valued and well-paid profession but feel frustrated and don't know where to start? Newborn Mothers Collective is online worldwide postpartum training and professional development with over a thousand students from 40 different countries around the world. We value human rights, scientific evidence and diversity and we'd love you to join us at newbornmothers.com. A little bit of both. I mean, I've been listening to stories for many, many years and have always been talking a lot about the sexuality of pregnancy, birth and postpartum. So I think I was already drawing a lot of them. But I think what I was surprised is often people told me in person and it wasn't to share. So when I was asking, would you share these deep intimacies? I was worried, would people allow themselves to be quoted publicly? And that surprised me, especially some of the people that have gone into incredible detail on you know, how they find pleasure in the type of orgasms they had. So that, that surprised me. Yeah, I love it. I think we're breaking down a lot of barriers at the moment, aren't we? I think with things like Me Too, I think women are um, really realizing that we have important stories to tell and that we're not the only ones who've experienced a certain thing. You know, I think, um, I do think that's changing now, isn't it? It is. And I do want to give honor, like you said to me too, some of the stories are of challenge and I have uh, stories that came out of women that are survivors of sexual abuse and what that was like for them in birth and how they healed it and connected to their sexuality. So wherever people have begun, you know, they want to give voice. And I think everyone that shared their story, whether it 
entailed a challenge or just ended up being incredibly orgasmic from the beginning. Everyone shared it with that intent to really bring that knowledge to others and that it is time to speak out and speak up and normalize that wherever you are, that's where you need to be. And if you need inspiration or support to go deeper and further, that people wanted to, to put that out there. Mm. Yeah, I love it. And I haven't read the book yet, but the other part of the book is um, you were explaining, because the book's not released, it's released on the 9th of April for anyone listening, you can go and get it then. Um, but the other part of the book is you said you were using this pleasure acronym to guide people um, on a sort of journey of their sexuality. Can you tell us a little bit about that too? Yes. Um, it just really something that came to me as I was putting things together. I really thought there really are steps. They don't have to be done in order, but there are so many different aspects to claiming your sexuality after having a baby. So I thought, okay, let me try putting this in a really great acronym and so i use the word pleasures and of course <laughs> eat, of course right and really took people from beginning to prepare your roadmap to more fun and sex so kind of really creating the vision of what do you want? Um, what has been as we started, you mentioned, you know, what is your culture, your religion, your belief and your value? How has that been about sexuality and motherhood? And what are the things you want to bring forward? What might you want to heal or change? And then we talk about losing ourselves. Sometimes, you know, being a parent, we give it all to our child. And how do we hold and find balance of giving to our child and being a great parent? but also having time for ourselves and our relationships. Next one's ending or new beginnings. What does our birth story hold? Because birth is such a monumental event in our life, as you know, and it plays a role in how we feel about our body and our sexuality. So we need to process that. Then we appreciate our new body and really look at what have been the changes and how can we love every part of it. Because many, many people wrote me how they struggle with this body or this thought that they have to get back to the old body. And my thought is there's no going back. This is your new body and how can we enjoy it? Because our bodies are changing all through life. Then we go into sensuality, really igniting our senses and how we take in. Just like we said, sometimes it's not about just making love. There's this period of time of so many other ways to connect and be intimate. We have a whole chapter on understanding uh, communication and rituals then of pleasure what are all the little ways that we can bring pleasure every day to ourselves and when we bring it to ourselves that brings to our parenting and our relationship and then we get into energize your sexuality and that's a big chunk of some really juicy ways of really owning your creative energy the multiple paths to orgasm, some amazing stories of how women have found different paths to orgasm and what birth might have opened up or new ways they've explored. And our last S of pleasures is to really celebrate that sexy wild woman. And so 
when we've brought all these different aspects together, how do we integrate that into who we are? Mm, I love it. I love it because it's that, you know, there's so many aspects to that, but everyone's going to have their own um, experiences and their own views on each, each part of that and, and end up with a completely different um, plan, you know? <laughs> <laughs> totally. And that's our goal, right? That this is personal. It's really a guide for each person to take in in their own way that you might follow mine in order. You might do them out of order. I hope it's something people will revisit because I know that I felt different after each baby. Um, so if you have more than one child or different aspects of our life, bring about changes in how we feel. So I hope that it's a template that people can come back to again and again to constantly check in, vision, and enhance their sensuality and sexuality. Which brings me to another question. Is it a book for mothers or, or parents of all genders? It's really a book for mothers or anyone that identifies as a mother. I think it's for the birthing parent. I have certainly exercises where I encourage the birthing parent, the mother, to be the one that would be discussing with partners these. I think partners will benefit from being a part, but the book is not really written to the partner. It's written mm. to the mother. Yeah, because it was it obviously is including some of those physical experiences of birthing and breastfeeding. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and my last question for you is why do you feel women's sexuality and mothers specifically sexuality is so important? What you know, why should we spend our time on this? And I'm really glad you asked because I wrote the book out of my own personal reason, but I know that this is a reason for many people. When I was first um, a parent, we really struggled and lost a lot of intimacy early on. And I just assumed that I was a new mother. I wasn't feeling quite comfortable in my new body, kind of trying to get back um, to an old shape that wasn't realistic in some ways. And I just assumed that we would eventually find it back and that it was okay that we were both focused on our child if we weren't intimate. And what I didn't realize is for me now, the analogy is like we hopped on two different ships and we didn't chart a course and we just kept sailing further and further away from each other. And eventually my marriage did end. I was a single mom of three small children for a while. And I really looked at it and thought, wow, I wish someone had intervened and just helped us or that I had an understanding before that it wasn't normal to just let this go, that there are tools, there would have been ways that we could have communicated. And I'm really fortunate that I'm married to a wonderful man and we co-parented five children together and we really developed. I learned a lot of the skills and that's what really made me want to say I want to write this book because I've met too many other parents that also have found that distance. I'm meeting too many people that are in sexless marriages and feeling it's okay. And I also know that in many parts of the world, the divorce rate is the highest among parents with young children. And part of the reason is because of the lack of intimacy and connection and love. And when we're parenting, 
we need our relationship more than ever. We need that connection, that love, that communication. So I felt like it's not okay to be suffering in silence. We need to give voice to this. And this is the book that I wish I had when I was a new mother to understand that I could have tools, we could have talked about it, and that I wasn't alone. Mm, yeah, I, I love it. I think that's really important. And uh, sadly, I think so common because, you know, people like you and I, Deborah, I'm sure a lot of people confide stories in us. So we kind of get a bigger picture of the systems issues, don't we? But individual mothers don't have that same experience of knowing how other mothers are feeling. And they often think they're the only one and there's no way out or they think it's just, they have to just put up with stuff, you know? So yeah, I really think that's so important to, um, to show people that there's another option, that what they're experiencing is common but not normal. Um, yeah, we can do things better. Definitely we can. And it's an opportunity, as we said earlier, not only to do it better, but we can learn how to bring great joy and connection and really enjoy it because our bodies are primed um, for pleasure. And when we can open to it, there's so many ways that we can open up our creative energy and tap into so much that's going mm -hmm. to enhance our parenting and enhance our relationship. Yeah, I think so. I think so. You know, there's that quote, you might know who said it, but you can, something about you can tell uh, equality by the distribution of orgasms. Who said that? Yes. Uh, Sophia Wallace. I love that quote. Yeah. You know, and I think that just really shows that sexuality is just the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? Like if, if you're in a sexless marriage, obviously the sex itself is a symptom um, of much, many more, like you were saying, communication and intimacy problems that, you know, are really rampant in our um, kind of isolating society with nuclear families and, you know, big fences around our houses. So, yeah, I think it's, um, I think it's really important we all start working on this. Yes, I totally agree. I think it's, it's such an important aspect of our life. I mean, I love that the definition of sexuality from the World Health Organization all the way back in 75 said that sexuality is an essential part of every human being, every person. And so it's, you know, as important. I often say it's like we wouldn't not drink water, right? We know it's essential to stay hydrated. I think sexuality is also essential to our health and well-being. And mm. so we have to start giving it that same priority as other aspects of our life. Mm. Yeah. And I love as well that you mentioned earlier that that can be something you can explore on your own as well. Oh, yeah. I often say, take this into your own hands, ladies, literally, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, you can't expect someone else to provide you the satisfaction if you don't know how to do it yourself. So it's mm -hmm. one of the things we talk about in our book is, you know, whether you have a partner or not, or if your partner's not always available, that doesn't mean you can't be having um, sexual pleasure. It's actually good for your health. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much, Deborah. Do you have anything else you want to add about the book before we wrap up? 
Um, that's it. I thank you so much, Julia. And I hope for everyone that's listening that you'll get over and get your copy and give us feedback. We really look forward to hearing and collecting your stories as well and helping everyone start talking about the importance of sexuality in all our lives. That's great. We'll um, make sure that there's a link under the podcast. It's coming out on Amazon on the 9th of April. Thank you so much. Wishing everyone lots of pleasure. Thanks, Deborah. Bye. Thank you, Julia. Bye, everyone. Here at Newborn Mothers, we believe that every family has the right to high-quality postpartum care. If you want to join us, learn more at newbornmothers.com. And if you like this podcast, we'd really love you to leave us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.